Hello everyone. I'm so glad that you joined me this Wednesday. I hope that I'm able to share some things today that would be helpful to you and that would be a blessing to you. You know, we live in a world that's just full of turmoil. There's fear and anger and panic and anxiety and unrest all around us. In our culture, in our neighborhoods, our workplaces, uh, sometimes our finances, our health, our families, um, the weather even can be in turmoil as, as we've seen. And these things can be all around us in the, in the United States. There's just a horrible amount of crime that causes a lot of uh, turmoil, a lot of anxiety, a lot of panic in, in, in a lot of people. But I want you to know today that God wants you to have peace. In the, in the midst of all this turmoil and fear and anxiety, God wants you to have peace. You know that there's different kinds of peace that are mentioned in the Bible. The first and most, most important kind of peace is to have peace with God. You know, God wants uh, peace between him and mankind. And there wasn't peace because there was the problem of sin. And Jesus Christ took care of the, that when he came and he died for us. And his blood just washed away all of our sins when we put our faith and trust in him. So we can have peace with God because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Another type of peace that the Bible talks about is peace among people and between people. And we all know how important that is. If you've ever had a family issue where there's... Uh, anger or uh, resentment or, or any kind of thing like that. It's always just terrible. But God wants us all to have peace. We want to have peace between people. We want to have peace between countries. And then the type of peace I'm going to talk about today is uh, the peace that's just a sense of rest and contentment and knowing that everything's going to be okay. This is the kind of peace that we need when we face difficulty in life, difficult situations in life. In the Bible, it gives us a very, very clear path to that peace, that sense of rest and contentment that we all desire, that we all went, want. In Isaiah 62.3, Isaiah 62.3, it says, You will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in you. And that's in the NIV. I'm going to read it in the NLT version, Isaiah 62, 3. It says, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. So the Bible is telling us that God is going to keep us in perfect peace when we keep our thoughts and our minds on him. Isn't that awesome? You know why that is? It's because he is so faithful to us. And he cares about us like he, he cares about his own children because we are his own children. He cares about us and he's going to watch over us and walk, you know, take care of us. When we fix our mind, when we focus our mind upon the Lord. In Isaiah 62, or 26, 3 in the Amplified Version, it says, You will guard him and keep him in perfect peace and constant peace whose mind both its inclination and its character is stayed on you because he commits himself to you, leans on you, and hopes confidently in you. So we can see there in the Amplified, it explains it more that when our confidence and our hope and, and our thoughts and our minds are, are upon God, 
that just is so much, it shows that we have so much faith in the Lord, that we have confidence in him, that our faith is built upon him. And in verse 4, so trust in the Lord, commit yourself to him, lean on him, hope confidently in him forever. For the Lord God is an everlasting rock, the rock of ages. Isn't that awesome? And then there's a, a Bible version called the New Heart English Bible. It says, you will keep him in peace, in peace whose thoughts are fixed on you because he trusts in you. So when our thoughts are fixed upon the Lord and we have faith in him, you know, it's said that faith just activates the power of God. And when our faith is placed on the Lord, he works on our behalf. So God is very clear. He, if we want peace, we need to keep our thoughts on him. We need to keep our thoughts on him instead of the situation or the circumstance. You know, we need to consider circumstances and we need to plan and we need to take care of things. But our focus needs to be on God and his faithfulness and his love for us. Did you know that God's name is peace? So if we want peace, we need to hang around with the guy whose very name is peace. In Isaiah 9, 6, Isaiah 9, 6, it says, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So we want to be following around a guy, a God whose name is Prince of Peace, because that's where we can get our peace from. In John 14, verse 25, John 14, verse 25, it says, and Jesus is talking, it says, All this I have spoken while I while still with you. But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So Jesus is telling us that he's giving us his peace. He's giving us, he's giving us his peace. Isn't that awesome? And so he's telling us to not be afraid, not be troubled, because we are filled with the peace that Jesus gives. You know, um, in John 16, 3, John 16, 3, it says that, that, uh, Jesus has given his word to us so that we could have peace. It says, I have told you these things so that in me you ha may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, and I think we all know that very well. If you've lived any amount of time, you can see that there's trouble. All You know, a lot of times we run into trouble. There's troubles, troubles, troubles. But it says, take heart, take heart, I have overcome the world. So Jesus told us these things so that we could have peace in our hearts and so that we would know that he's overcome. The Bible also said that God's peace will guard our hearts and our minds when we pray, when we give thanks, when we think upon the Lord and his promises and put his word into practice. In Philippians 4.4, 4, Philippians 4.4, 4, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. So he's telling us right there, we're not supposed to be uh, complaining and, you know, down in the dumps and, you know, talking about how things are bad all the time. We're supposed to rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Verse five, it says, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. 
Verse 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Isn't that awesome? So he's telling us how we can have peace. How we can have peace. Rejoice in the Lord. Um, do not be anxious. Pray. Go before the Lord and tell him what you need. Give, be full of thanksgiving and the peace of God will, will just fill you and, and overwhelm you. In verse 8, it talks about our mind and what we're to be thinking about. It says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And whatever you have learned or whatever are received from me or seen in me, put it into practice. So Jesus is saying, think about these things. Or the Lord is saying, think about, think about these things and put it into practice. Actually, it's uh, not the Lord speaking. It's speaking through the writer of Philippians. Uh, but it's his word to us. We're supposed to put those things into practice. We're to think about those things. And then it says at the end of verse 9, after all of that, it says, And the God of peace will be with you. So when we do those things, the Bible says that the God of peace will be with us. So in the next few weeks, we're going to practice thinking on the Lord, his attributes and his character. You know, somebody says, well, think about the Lord. Well, what am I supposed to think? Well, you know, I don't know what to think about. Well, we're going to tell you in the next few weeks, we're going to talk about God's character his attributes, uh, and the Bible promises us peace when we focus our minds on the Lord. So just a taste of his attributes are he's just, he's loving, he's gentle, he's kind, he's good, he's all-powerful, and he is uh, forgiving. I don't know if I said that. So God is so good, and when we are just full of the knowledge of the Lord, we are more inclined to be uh, full of peace and full of joy and full of rest. So I hope this has helped you and I hope you look forward to the next couple of weeks when we talk about the Lord, when we talk about the Lord and his goodness. So if you've never, never known the Lord, if you've never um, made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, I just encourage you to do that today. You know, I talked about peace with God earlier. You can have peace with God by repenting of your sins and and trusting and believing in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior right now. And uh, God will give you a new life. He'll give you peace in your heart, and you'll have peace with God. Well, if you enjoyed these uh, sermons, be sure that you're uh, liking them and sharing them because it helps more people see them. We'd really appreciate it if you did that. And I look forward to seeing you next week. Stay warm. Bye-bye.